Welcome back to Seen It Before, where we're probably going. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did that mess you up? Yeah, you did. What, what are you going to say next? Welcome back to Seen It Before, where we're probably going to say something stupid about your favorite movie because yeah. you've, you've seen it all before. Yeah. I'm Danny. I'm Dan, and I like to kick things. Ow. <laughs> anyway, so you actually hit my my shin on that I'm one. I'm sorry, that I didn't mean to do. <laughs> anyway, so today it's a roundup episode, our season finale as well, um, of five movies we watched that weren't on the podcast that we thought are worth mentioning. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? I agree. Oh, you're just not. <laughs> we picked the movies together, so like. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so let's just let's just dive right into this because we got five of them. We're probably gotta go. Quick little blurbs about them. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're yeah. in Quick ten minutes. Five, right? ten minutes, somewhere around there. All right. Let's get to it. So the first movie that we're gonna talk about is I forgot. I'm pretty the sure it's unbearable weight of massive talent. Right. That's what. That's the, the movie. Nick Cage. Oh, I for- <laughs> the disaster artist with Nick Cage. <laughs> so you bought the Blu-ray and you gave it to me to rip. I ripped it. Forgot to bring it though. That's so okay. next time we see each other, I have another movie we're gonna put on here in my car. So oh yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that one. Anyway, we'll get to that one in a little bit. But massive talent. So um, did I not start this timer? I did not. Anyway, um, so this movie is literally Nick Cage at his best. It's it goes through lots of different little roles of his from like you know mentions of national treasure to um they say vampire's kiss right that's a big one i mean that's the one that i know him from most right yeah they do face off as well face Um, off that's a good movie i I haven't seen it but i know he's so referencing this movie definitely like it it plays to his whole being off the railsness and like his erraticness and what that does mostly what that does to his family but it's also to the tempo of him being a washed-up kind of actor yeah. who is an embarrassment to his family. Yeah, and like, so they, they express that, from what I remember, <laughs> I didn't really watch it for this, but okay. um, they have a scene with David Gordon Green right in the beginning, and he's, he like yeah. acts out a whole entire scene, and it's so cringy to watch. And uh, He's like, please, let me do this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I need this. Like, I need this, but I don't need this, but yeah. yeah. So he's like... He starts talking like a Boston accent or something, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really... Yeah, so it's just Nick Cage being Nick Cage basically yeah. the entire time. And uh, yeah, and then... Um, but other things about that, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Killing it. Oh, my God. He, every role that he does makes me love him even more. Every single new role that he gets, and I cannot wait for The Last of Us. Is that one I think is going to make me really love him because, you know, that's just. <laughs> Listen, man, I know nothing about Last of Us. So, like, Except I know. Before I played of it, where you sort of yeah. maybe saw a little bit. So, yeah, with that whole. This is kind of a side tangent, but, like, okay. everyone hated Last of or a big portion of the fan base hated Last of Us Part 2 mm-hmm. because it had, uh, it had too much focus on. Or, no, they killed off. Joel, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> Oops. That's okay. They kill off Joel really, really early on, and he's like the main character of the first one. Yes. But I think, I thought that was kind of a good narrative thing to do, so I don't understand. Most of the fans kind of saw it coming for, yeah. like, at some point because they were doing flashbacks. They had mentioned that in the previews. He's like, oh, he's going to die, isn't he? And he died really early in the game. Yeah. So it's it just kind of like, you know, finding yourself type of thing. Anyway, well, that's not yeah. the point of this. Um, Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal have such a great chemistry in this movie. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, there's so many good moments where like like uh, Pedro Pascal is such a huge fan of Nick Cage mm-hmm. that he has like an entire museum or like and showroom. And wrote a screenplay for Nick Cage. Yeah, to look like, at that's his whole thing. Sent it to his agent Neil Patrick Harris, and he's like, "Oh, I threw that shit out." Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> so yeah, and then um, uh, what else? Oh, they yeah. So they basically become like best friends, and the whole the, the, in like he introduced them to the to the best movie. The ever in the world uh, is Paddington Two. Paddington Two, <laughs> which and I haven't seen, but I, I hear still, it's universally loved. Yeah, it's got a really good um, rating, I guess, on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. I think the first one and the second one, I think they both have like ninety eight. They have like ninety five plus each. Yeah, it's so, it's something really weird. I think it's just a really heartwarming movie. But I, I only know Ben Wishaw from the James Bond movies. But yeah, like, he's Q? he's the one. That, yeah, he plays yeah. Q, and then Daniel Craig James Bonds, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> I know he's done so much more, but I cannot imagine him as a teddy bear. Yeah, I don't know. But hey. I don't know. He sticks, he sticks uh, toothbrushes in his ears. That's, I saw that in one of the trailers. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, we were playing Blockbuster. I'm like, that's the hit. And you guys, you had just like, nobody your head. had. You're no, like, what? How the hell am I supposed to know that shit? I don't know. <laughs> My favorite scene of this movie is straight up when they're tripping balls and they just go on that adventure. And mm-hmm. like. He's like, dude, that, that guy's—he's he's one of the uh, guys who's trying to get us to act casual. And he just looks over and he just goes, <gasps> he just looks there now. <laughs> he's like, he looked at us. <laughs> yeah, I remember the um the the scene with the wall where they're trying. The same. They're scene, trying. Yeah. To, yeah, like that's like that's the. I don't remember. Oh, and then they drive off like yeah, really. They're really high. On top of the wall, he's like, oh my god, they're coming after us. I'm not gonna make it. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually, he lets. He just goes to the other side of the wall, and Peter Pascal follows him. He's like, "Buddy!" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's a really fun movie. And the CIA is uh, the whole the whole plot is that Nick the CIA thinks that Peter Pascal is uh, a drug dealer or like a like a He's like cartel boss, one right? of the most feared like yeah. drug dealer cartel bosses, and they want to ask Nick Cage to infiltrate. His mansion and like get yeah. all his information that and scene, stuff. First of all, <laughs> when they oh, where he like with, where he drugs himself. Yeah, yeah when he's like, he, he's like, yeah. As soon as you uh, put this on somebody, <laughs> you have like two or three minutes before yeah. you. Become, and then you like wipe some sweat off his his yeah, head. No, he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he's like, I just, that, I just did. It. And then he slapped himself yeah. at one point. Too. I was like, oh yeah, he's, yeah. So that's why you don't like get give an actor like to be like to do a spy mission. That's it's just so like rule funny, number one, man. guys. What are you doing? It's so funny. Yeah, I thought it was a really genuinely like it was. Just, it was a really fun movie. It like and Nick Cage makes out with himself. In oh it. my god, I forgot. I didn't even write that down. <laughs> and that that whole scene, it's just uh, <laughs> he people he does a Nick Cage Nick thing. Fucking Cage. Woo! Yeah, yeah, that thing. exactly like that. that. And yeah. uh, I don't know. It, he's very much Nick Cage. In this yeah. movie, and he's you know he's Nick fucking Cage. Yeah, he's Nick fucking Cage. So, yeah, and I like the story that they added in an actual story with his family. Like he's like he redeems himself in his daughter's eyes, yeah. and and then it turns you know, out to make it into a movie. It's which of course you do because yeah, <laughs> it was it was good, man. Like again, the disaster artist with like a spy thriller espionage thing in it. That's like what the yeah. movie is, or like reverse. Disaster artist because he's like washed up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I give this movie 
it's straight up 85. It's just a fun movie. It's yeah, really, it's well done. And it's got heart in it. It's got action. It's got comedy. It's got everything you want in a movie, honestly. A little bit of everything. Yeah. I would agree. Like maybe like 82. 82? Because yeah. yeah. like, I'm not going to go back to it really watch it again, I don't think. I, I think it's I think it perfectly fine, you know, you know, watch it if you want, like, you know, but it, it's nothing I'm going to like timelessly watch over and over and over again. It's like a background movie to me. It's like something I'll put on when I'm like just hanging out or whatever. And it's like, oh, I'll tune, tune in for a few scenes. It's like, they're yeah. just so good. What's um, the next movie? We're going to do our next movie. It's one I did not want to see at all because I have a vendetta against the actor. Um, I, mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the second one is Top Gun Maverick. And I um, convinced him to watch this one. And he did. I, I was surprised myself. I was just blown away because, like, I thought the first Top Gun was just like, it's basically just an advertisement for the 80s. Like, oh, we're so cool, fighter. And there's no real, like, there's no real, like, antagonist in that movie, I don't think. It's all just about getting to know, to know these guys in the, in the air or the Navy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's so, but the second one is like, they're like, okay, how do we do like a legacy sequel correctly? Because like the only one I've seen other done well was like maybe Creed, you know? Star Wars. No, not Star Wars. I had a good, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> okay, but, I'm sorry, I had to say it. All right. Uh, yeah, but no, the, this one is just, it's unapologetically just itself and it's just here to entertain you. And that's what Tom. That's why I loved about, about, Tom, about Tom Cruise. He does that with his Mission Impossible movies, and he, he, he goes he, above and beyond. He go. He his goal is to entertain higher, the audience. Higher, faster, further, baby. Wait, what? I said higher, faster, further, baby. Yeah, basically. Oh, I thought you'd kill me for saying that. Okay. <laughs> What's that from? Captain Marvel. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that's how forgettable that, that movie is. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, this movie, I still have not seen the first Top Gun, even ever since watching the second one. That's how much you don't need to really watch it. You just need yeah. to know that. Uh, what, you just need to know that the Ice first Man one dies? happened. Is Iceman dies? Uh, Goose dies in the Goose. first one, and then Iceman Ice Ice and uh, Maverick have, the, have like a rivalry, and they become friends. Almost all practical effects in this movie. And yes. It's, it's crazy. Top Cruise, ever since like the Mission Impossible movie started, he does all of his own stunts. He does like everything mm -hmm. except sex scenes <laughs> i don't blame him for that because you know you don't want to yeah it's really awkward with your coast like i can't imagine doing like a sex scene with with like anyone you know eh? no i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or else. no no but uh, <laughs> yeah it's tom cruise i just i just appreciate he's the, he's like the only guy like doing doing shit like for for the purpose of what I believe movies should be made for, just to entertain you and just to tell a good story. Maybe the maybe the Rock, Dwayne Not Johnson, all of Mission Impossible movies have a good story. <laughs> hey, you're right. I mean, Mission Impossible Two is kind of like, but Ghost Protocol one's pretty good. Go, yeah, dude, they've been on a, like a really good run with those movies. Mission or um, uh, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and what's the last one? Rogue Nation hasn't Fallout yet. Rogue Nation is the fifth one. Came out in 2015. That was a new one. Called. Dead Reckoning is the new oh, one. Dead Reckoning. Yeah. Shows how much. So I'm excited for that one. Though. So, yeah, Tom Cruise. You yeah. Know, it's Scientology be, you know. Yeah, whatever. Be the, it's there, you know. But whatever. it's not, it's, and I don't know, he's not trying to preach to you. He's not trying to give you his not opinions anymore. about anything. Yeah, he jumped. Yeah, he, well, he's not. He's not trying to be like Scientology is where it's at. You know, he's just trying to, he's just doing his thing. Yeah, he is. And he I really appreciate is. that. And you know? he does a good job of it because he, 
he puts all this work into it and it pays off, especially in this movie. Like all the fighter jet scenes, even Miles Teller, I'm pretty sure did some of them as well himself. I think all the actors did did all their stunts. Um, well, they had like they were like in the pilot or in the cockpit with with an actual pilot. Yeah. Um, and they they were so most of those scenes inside the cockpit are real. Um, most of them, yeah. Not not of course not like the blowing up scenes and like the really like intense action scenes. Those aren't real. Those are CGI. But it's the, even the CGI is really good. It's really well done. You can't you, you really can't tell. But again, the thing with this one is there's not much of a story. <laughs> It really is just a training mission they're prepping for, and yes. training, that's really all it is. You're right. It's it's it it's lives like, it lives and dies on its characters, and I think that's what that's what drew me in. Like mm-hmm. I care so I didn't give a shit about Goose in the first one, but I care so much about Rooster, his son. Yep. Miles because kill, kills it. Yeah, he he does a great job, and like Miles Teller, like you know, we talked a lot about Whiplash. He he's I think he's a little underrated in that one, where like everyone J.K. Simmons steals the show in that yeah. movie, but it's Miles Teller does a really good job, and um, this one he gets to kind of showcase his acting ability a little bit more in when yeah. in the spotlight. It's a good arc for Rooster in this. Yeah, like a really good arc. Like he wants nothing to do with Maverick in the beginning, and then by the end he's just like. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, we went through all this shit during the third act, so, you know, yeah. and he's like, you're all right. You know, I, I trust you now. And, like, I like how they were able to wrap and put a nice tight bow um, on the story, kind of like, because um, they had, like, a, what's it called? They have a, uh, they have, like, a, like a romance with um, Jennifer Connelly, Connelly um, and uh, they have a rivalry between Rooster and Hangman, and and you see, you see each they all have like they have basic arcs, but it's their arcs. They're there. It's team building. It's a team building. Movie. Exactly, and that's it's it's just a simple story, and it's like it's such a breath of fresh air compared to like the Marvel stuff where we're getting like this monumental, or we're expecting this monumental big but it's like story. A cutter plot for the most part, yeah, yeah, and like you know, so that's like, that's a different story with Doctor Strange. We got a little disappointed, and then Thor: Love and Thunder was like it was. It didn't try to be amazing and big, but like I wasn't. You know, it wasn't expected to. Yeah. So I, mean, I saw it a second time, and honestly, it actually was better the second time around to me. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it was. I. It might put it. It might get to my top ten. I don't know. Really? Oh, it okay. Might. It was sitting like number twelve right now. But I that's, don't. That's, I don't understand the hate that it's getting. But that's all. I that's all either. I want to say about that. But there's a real nice scene in Top Gun with Val Kilmer's character Iceman. It's a really nice scene. Oh bring, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, to bring Tom Cruise like get his shit together basically moment yeah and it's it's really I, nice to see val kilmer you know i thought it was a really nice inclusion for him because to like because when val kilmer if anyone doesn't know he actually has i think it's throat cancer it's a form of throat cancer yeah he so he can't really talk anymore and like they they were you know so his career is basically over um unjustly you know on you know on or a little too soon and um you know, I'm just glad that they were able to give him a chance to shine again and wrap up his one of his most famous characters in Iceman. If I had to guess, I'm sure that was a Tom Cruise thing. He wanted it to happen. Yeah, it, I'm sure it was. was. I think. Well, it it makes sense because you know Maverick is a hothead and like he like you know he he have, um, defies authority throughout the entire movie. Um, and the only thing, the only safety net he has is Iceman. And when Iceman dies, spoiler alert. Um, you know, now now it's, it gives it, it. They were able to use that as like as like the third act like push because like oh no now like the stakes are higher. He doesn't have a safety net anymore. Nobody's there to save him, and yeah. So 
they it's it's just a really well put together movie and I I remember seeing I think I remember hearing about this for the first time in 2014. Yeah, it was years a long, ago. A long time in the making. And then the pandemic happened and then there's, there's this was in production hell for forever. You and said you saw one of the scenes back in 2014. Which I, ha- I remember seeing something still or a promo shot or something like that forever ago. <laughs> and um, so that's why I really had super low expectations for this one going in. And boy, was I blown away with what they were able to do. And yeah, I, you know, it's, it's just such a perfect little thing that happened. You know, I'm just, I'm just so happy that it happened, you know, yeah. because it's, I mean, I, I talk, I'm, if anyone who knows me, I'm very like, don't bring your politics into a movie. This movie is intentionally apolitical. They don't even bring up like who the villain is. We assume it's maybe Russians, but like they literally don't say. They just said the enemy is just has mission, this. Yeah. It's just a mission, and it's. I don't even think it's too. I don't even think it's too like you know pro um, the navy or anything like that. I think it's just these characters doing what they're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's just really cool. Yeah. What do you give it? Oh jeez. Honestly, I think I give it like a 93. I really enjoyed it. I went back a second time and I have it pre-ordered right now. I'm going to watch it for a lot. I'm going to watch it a lot. I liked I liked the movie a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. I think See, I'm looking at my number right now. I gave it Yeah, I'm going I'm going to stick with it. It's an 88. It was a very very good movie. Yeah. I I do want to go back to it and watch it again at a little closer, but I I think it's one of the better movies of the year, for sure. Would you, would it be better if Tom Cruise wasn't in it? I don't know. I'm just curious. I don't know. Because I know you, like, personally, like, because, like, we each get, like, a free pass. Like, I hate Meryl Streep. You hate Tom Cruise. Like, we're, it's cool. So, like, if, like, I bet you, like, if a Meryl Streep, like, performance was replaced with somebody else, I'd like it a little more. Just because I don't like her. You know? So, I get that. If Except you, for Devil Wars Prada. Devil Wars Prada, she's good in that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on. For next movie, because I don't know who I would replace. I always think about I don't know either. It yeah, have oh. to be like maybe well, Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That'd be fucking cool, but he could barely fit in the cockpit. Another overrated actor. We'll get to that another <laughs> Um So our third movie out of these five uh, is The Black Phone, the most recent movie. That's yeah, we just out. saw that one, and um, that movie um, was so good, man. Yes, I loved it. I I loved it too. It's kind of a breath of fresh air too. Yeah, it's it, it's very much like. It's very much built. Like Scott Derrickson kind of has the ability to. He's the director, by the way. He has the ability to kind of take these sort of maybe dumb seeming movies. Like Sinister seemed like just another, another dumb you know jump scare horror movie, but it was actually really creepy. And like, mm-hmm. so I knew I knew going in, I had some faith in Scott Derrickson because I've seen Doctor Strange, I've seen Sinister. And Speaking of Doctor Strange, this is the movie he left Doctor Strange in the Multiverse yes. of Madness for. He, yeah, because so. they were have creative differences, and then Scott Jones was like, fuck you guys, I'm going to go back to my roots. And he did. Boy, did he. <laughs> yeah, Black Phone, man. It's Ethan Hawke is really creepy as the grabber, yeah, and right. I like how he doesn't have a, really have an ego about himself in this movie, because we don't actually see a clear shot of his face until like the end of the movie. Yeah, no, you know? he, he covers his mask, either half of his face or a full mask the whole time. And yeah. they're different masks, which I like that. Yeah, like it's like it, he has like a different mouthpiece for how he's feeling in whatever scene. So like if he's if he's happy or he's just like oh I got this kid locked in my basement he's like I'm happy now. But if if he's like the kid yeah, is fighting back he's like <laughs> I'm grumpy now. So like it's really it's, it's really menacing. 
yeah, menacing. And um, I liked I liked the kid actors, um, yeah. especially the sister. Yeah, she um, was really good. I I was gonna write down their names. Um, Madeline something. Yeah, Madeline something. Hold on. Um, and then Finney was good too. Yeah, Madeline McGraw and uh, Mason Thomas. Yeah, though they're Thames, 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 whatever. They're gonna go somewhere. I can already feel it because they're like, and like we were talking about this with the Obi Wan, Obi Wan show. We di- I didn't love um, whoever played Leia too much, and I'm like thinking we, we're in an era where we have actors like in Stranger Things, uh, Sadie Sink, Millie Bobby Brown, uh, Caleb McLaughlin. There, there's great child actors now. There's another one we're gonna talk about in our next movie, but we'll get to that too. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're yeah, talking. About. Yeah. So um, we're in an era like that, and I'm glad to see that like it was Obi Wan Kenobi was just a fluke, I guess, because you know there are really good child actors, especially. I don't in this think movie. Leia was that bad, but we're not gonna get into that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Gonna be Star Wars again. Star Wars is a hot button issue with us, so like we're not even gonna get yeah. into that right now. Um, but yeah, like it's all the kids blew me away. I think the only one who was a little weak was like the the angry kid. The, the one with the, the older lo- one, the one, the one who's just like it's time, motherfucker. Oh, the older one, yeah, yeah, the older. I thought he was a little like, you know, but he's not really a big part of the movie. Um, yeah, and at that point, um, there, well, the very end of the movie, like it's kind of very <laughs> Rise of Skywalker if it was horror because like all these kids are kind of like in like how the Jedi were in Ray's head. Oh and yeah, all the kids are in his head. Or yeah, yeah, he's in, he ends up snapping fuck. <laughs> snapping his neck i'm just like oh man yeah oh dude because that like he made like they made that scene epic where he like mm-hmm. you know we're kind of skipping all over we're not really explaining what That's the movie okay. is yeah. but um there's a magic phone <laughs> he gets he gets grabbed by ethan hawk finney does um get locked in the basement child kidnapper blah 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 there's a magic phone there that can talk to the dead kids um that of the past or grabbers past victims and they all form they're all they all help out finney the they entire all try movie. to get out different ways and then finney yeah when finney's thinking about doing the same thing they did they're like no don't do this do this and right was, and i like how finney's actually yeah. smart and says you know like oh the grabber's up there i trust these guys that are talking to me i'm not going to go upstairs and get beat with the belt he doesn't that actually never happens to him no you know and like so it's it's something we just i just never seen um before um but yeah, like that last scene where Ethan Hawke finally dies. Um, I love how, the way they punctuate that with um, uh, Finney's arm is mint, and then they snap it. I'm just like, oh fuck yeah! I forgot and about it's that, yeah. it's so good, man. And it's like callbacks, man. They bring everything back. In yeah, movie. no loose ends. It's just it's yeah. Not, like, once again, tied in a nice neat bow. And um, yeah, and I liked I like how the, the the end of the movie was kind of parallel cutting. You thought that like the final showdown is happening in the basement. Um, and then the cops are breaking in up up and up the the other floor up oh, yeah. above, and you, so you think it's all happening in the same house. And I like that they weren't they didn't rob Finney of a like um, a final battle or like final like resolution. So he was able to solve the situation all by himself. Yep. And then because we find out that he's in another house across and the then, street, across the street, and then the kids that the, the house that the cops are at is the one where the kids are buried. So crazy. Yeah, it's really nice, and um, oh, there's something else I wanted to mention. I'll come back to it later. Well, it's but. also very telling of the times, because even the way Finney is kidnapped is very similar to how certain serial killers kidnapped people back in the 70s, just 
grab them, put them in the van, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and also bury them under the house. Maybe not their exact house, though. Like, it's very... Yeah, it's very smart. Well done, very well researched, and just... Exactly, mint. yeah. It's mint. Yeah. So, uh, and I like... Oh, yeah, I like how they, they were able to, like... Um, yeah, Finney was kind of coached, and, like, so we have... We have like um, kind of like a role model, and I knew I knew the second Robin was uh, in the bathroom, and they're just like giving him a pep talk. So you're gonna have to stick up for yourself once in a while. I'm like, oh, I see where this is going. He's gonna get kidnapped. Oh. He's gonna have to talk to him through the phone later. I loved Robin. Oh my god, he's, he's great. He, yeah, I was like, oh, he killed it. Like I, I was like, oh, he's actually dead. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, and like I love how he like delivers. He's like, this is the last call, man. You know, it's like you gotta, you, you gotta pierce into the corner, and then yeah, yeah was, you gotta pack the phone with dirt. And then she starts swinging it, you know, because like Finney, like this whole arc is that he has to stand up for himself. He's a yep. weak, he's a weak kid. And, um, you know, uh, the one thing that I would want to change a little bit is um, Finney doesn't, Finney attempts to do or, att- or uses the advice that all the kids give him. Um, but he kind of, kind of like, instead of it building on itself or like building to like a like a grand escape plan, he just tries a bunch of different things and fails like they all did. Yeah, and, th- and then he ends up finding a solution all on his own. So it's like at the same time, I like that the kids were there, but like what they did didn't really add to like what he was to what he was doing. So like there was no real value that they gave to him other than just a pep talk. Yeah. So I mean, it's good. It's just like, in a way, it makes the rest of the movie feel a little bit cheaper, yeah. but like it doesn't ruin it by any means. It's really good, but it's you know what I mean. I I get what you mean. That's a, it's a good point, but I still like the way it played out. I think it yeah. worked well for what Scott Derrickson was going for. I wouldn't say it's his best movie, but it's definitely his most original movie. Yeah, Sinister was very good. Don't get me wrong, too. But for this one, this is his horror. Best horror movie, I think. Okay, so what you think, Doctor Strange? Like, I only know if he's done three, three movies or something, right? Yeah, That's Sinister. The, the three that we mainly talk about are okay, this one, Sinister, and Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's what he's known for. <clears throat> he's done some other ones that are questionable, but I haven't seen him. So I, I mean, I may have. Did I he do Sinister too? Because that one sucked. I don't know. I don't think he did. I hope he didn't, because that would be a real stain on his career. Oh, he wrote it. Oh, he wrote mm. it. Oh, that's not good. That isn't good. Um, anyway, uh, what I give this movie, it's also the same as massive talent. It's an 85. I love this movie, but there are better movies that have come out this year, but this one, definitely the most original. This is my favorite horror movie of the year by far. Yeah. So far. I haven't seen (laughs) any other horror movies to even mention. I don't think, I guess we'll probably get more in October. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> that was bad. That was just a bad movie. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give this one an 88. I really like um, kind of weird concept movies, uh, horror movies. Yeah, and um, it was just yeah, it's it's it has no right to be that as good as it is. You know, it, it could have been so much worse. <laughs> but in a, I mean that in like a praise. Uh, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Moving on to our fourth movie, we talked about kid actors a little bit ago. This next one, I think, is going to be a breakout kid actor. Walker Scoble in The Adam Project. Yes. Oh, my God. He is Ryan Reynolds as a kid. Yes. Yeah. He, <laughs> I mean, I hope, I hope he's not one note. Because um, he, 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 he doesn't do too much other than be Ryan Reynolds in the movie. But, like, 
You know yes. what I mean? He, I mean, he did get the role of Percy Jackson in that reboot. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. So that that'd be a good way this to is, give him like a. It's also like his first acting role. Yeah, he, he so, surprised like, me right out of the gate. Uh-huh. Uh, like, I'll give him that. Like, he has to work with a hell of a cast too. Yeah, to start off. Like, oh my God, we got Ryan Reynolds. You got um, Zoe Mark Saldana, Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> what? <laughs> is Zoe Saldana's in it too? Yeah, she's the his wife. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, she's barely in it. Yeah. Um, I like the story too. That like, um, he has to like. So Ryan Reynolds goes back in time. Yes. To meet him, his younger self. Because he needs, his ship breaks in that time. So he needs his DNA print or whatever. Yeah. And his dad is like the engineer for how time travel works. Yes. And I like, there's a lot of, I remember, I remember one really good scene with his, um, Ryan Reynolds with Jennifer Garner in the bar. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, um, Jennifer Garner plays his mother. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, He's like he's like letting her know that like you know he doesn't like talking about himself as a young kid, but she's talking about her son. If that makes sense, uh, she's he's Ryan Reynolds is comforting her, saying like you know he he still loves you and like you know he he forgives you and everything. Ryan so, Reynolds having an arc in a movie? Why? Wow, this is crazy. And, you <laughs> in know, the last seven years, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds actually like doesn't have to be the goofy kind of like nonchalant guy in the, in this movie. He can play different stuff, you know? He can still have it, but like it shouldn't define him and it doesn't in this movie and I yeah. love that. He breaks out a little bit in the in different different territory. And I'm glad because that's like the main criticism that mm-hmm. like he gets and like he's a great he's a he's not he's okay, he's not like a great thespian. He's no. a great actor as a like a I'm sure he's a great guy and everything. It's not like an amazing story. It's nothing like Really special. It's it's a fun movie. You don't have to overthink it. It's just one of those movies you just sit down and watch. Uh, Sean Levy directed it. That's something I want to bring up. This is the second Sean Levy movie in the past year that has surprised me. First being Free Guy. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you shouldn't be surprised because he's like the director of Stranger Things. Part, some of Stranger Things. He doesn't do all of Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah, he's it's a he's a big part of it. He's though. a big part of shaping the young actors in Stranger Things as well, mm-hmm. for sure. Him and the, the Duffer Brothers. My God, I can't wait to see what I'll say to you in the future because yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, I mean, we already talked about season four. I think is definitely the best season of Stranger Things so far, and I'm so excited for season season five. Mm-hmm. Like it revived my expectations for the show now, so which could be a good and a really bad thing. <laughs> so. Yes, because they they're running into a Game of Thrones situation right now, oh, where like say that. if they drop the ball and everyone that we posted, like I want to talk, I want to talk some. <laughs> well, there was a TikTok that we posted. <laughs> About the ending of Stranger Things and how it would be bad that they end in a D&D campaign. And we both hated it, but like a lot of people are saying, like, oh, what's wrong with that? That would be a good idea. It's um, a cop-out. It's a cop-out. It would ruin – it's it's all a dream. It would ruin the expectations and, like, the in, the entire arc of the show. There's a reason you don't see it. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a reason, like, you know, it's such a, such a dumb twist. And, like, I don't know. It's – Everyone has their own opinion, and a lot of people seem to like that ending. I, I do not see any possible way it could no. be good. It's no, <laughs> don't think like that. That's bad. bad. No, I'm just joking. But <laughs> everyone's entitled to their opinion. But yeah, anyway, uh, that was a weird tangent. But Adam Project, uh, really good, um, really fun. It was just like a kind of a, it's a little bit lesser than Free Guy for me. But yeah, this is yeah. not. This is probably the worst of the, of the five that we have. But it's. It's got potential for the future of the actors and their careers, like all of them, the actors and the crew, and just 
the yeah everyone involved in that movie. I mean, maybe it's not Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo, but you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're pretty oh, well established. <laughs> do you know the theory that um, Mark Ruffalo uh, thirteen going on thirty? Yeah, oh, I thought that was kind of cool. That kind of cool theory where Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner starred in thirteen going on thirty, where they have like a they uh, have like an arc for their relationship and romance and stuff, and then this is the sequel to that movie and they have a kid and then it involves time travel and I think it's kind of cool. They have I, different names though so it doesn't work out perfectly. I think it's just happenstance, man. I think it's pretty cool. If I think you, it's happenstance. It's, it's in my head canon. It's, it's true. So. All right, well, I, I give this movie an 81. It's still a very fun movie. It's nothing really bad about it but not too much substance. Yeah, I'm going to give it an 81 too. Wow, how original. <laughs> I know, man. I can't copy you. But yeah, it's... Yeah, it, it's just there. It's a fun thing. It's very much a background movie for me. I'm probably not going to come back to it just like um, Unbearable Weight, Massive Talent. Probably not going to come back to it too much. Um, but yeah, it, it, I had fun watch, watching it. So One movie we're both going to come back to, I think a lot, is our very final movie. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yes. I am really mad we didn't do a full podcast on this one because there's so much to unpack in this. It's the multiverse of madness we deserved. Yeah. But didn't get. <laughs> and leave it up to like the Daniels. I was worried about like, it's funny cause we're the Daniels, but um, <laughs> I, they, um, I didn't like their first big uh, movie. Have, Swiss army seen, man. I, seen it. I thought it was, they, they, they're known for being outlandish, but like Swiss army man just didn't do it for me. It was really is way out there. This one's a little more brought to like the center of sensibilities and stuff. And, um, you know, so it tells the story of what is her name? Michelle. Yo, Michelle. Yo. Yeah. Um, I don't know her character name. Uh, she is, a uh, basically (laughs) her, she's, it's just like her origin story for being like the most, (laughs) the worst well off, or the least well off in in like the multiverse of like she's the worst version of herself. Yeah, uh, and Evelyn's her name. Evelyn, and she owns a laundromat with her husband. Husband and who's a goof and kind of a fuck up. But you know what? Yeah, he, he's a she goofball. she wants a di- or no, he wants a divorce, right? Yeah, he he played um short round in, in yeah Jones. short round, and he was also in the Goonies and stuff. Yeah. And interesting thing about him, he actually um he stopped acting for like 20, 30 years yeah. because he wasn't getting any roles um, because he was, or he didn't see too much Asian representation and stuff. And that's what, that's a big thing that he cites that he wasn't able to get a job. Um, and now I'm glad that he's back because he fucking nailed it as he did. Uh, I just what, closed out the app. What's man. his name? Oh, it's like, uh, out the app, man. it's like <laughs> some weird like W name, but Yeah. He talking. I'll look it up. <laughs> I don't know. He was really good, uh, and like he he's kind of like Evelyn's guide through the multiverse, like explaining like he's the exposition tool explaining us. Uh, it says Waymond. Waymond. Yeah. 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 I thought it was Raymond, and like, but it's Waymond. So um, he, yeah, he's basically telling Evelyn how the multiverse works, and like, um, t- you know, teaching her like the the weird ways to like unlock powers and like stuff in the the multiverse. So you have to do something random in order to unlock that because that will set off uh, a number of events leading to you learning that skill. It's just, it's really interesting. It's it's like a skill tree, but like, yeah, in a weird way, it's like you have to eat chapstick or you have to like smell somebody's armpit or like have a dildo fight, have a dildo fight. Yep. Dude, (laughs) 
That was it's, the most unexpected thing. I had heard that was in the movie. I didn't believe it. I'm like, no way. It's, it's so <laughs> it, yeah, that's where the wackiness and outlandishness comes in for the from the Daniels. Um but it also it doesn't take away from the genuine like heartwarming story that they're telling. Yeah. And like yeah, it's, it's all about, you know, improving yourself and like I love that line. Um because they go through a bunch of different multiverse universes, of course, and they're all playing different characters. Um, and I like the one scene where, like, she, or the one universe where she's an actress. Oh, yeah. And Wayman is like, you know, they, they didn't end up not getting together. And they both ended up having the being the best on paper, best versions of themselves. Um, but then Wayman says this line, he's just like, I would have been happy just s- sitting at the laundromat and doing taxes with you all day if it meant that we were together. I love you I'm in like, every universe. Yeah, that's, like, that's, the, that's the heart that we were looking for in Multiverse of Madness that this one really delivered on. And like, yeah. it was, it's just really interesting to see. And it's like another Hollywood movie with like Armageddon and um, Deep Impact. You know, the, so two multiverse movies in the same span of like a month or two. In the yeah. same year. Yeah. And, and one of them is clearly better, so. And we also forget Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, my fucking God. She fucking nails it. Wait, what? Oh, with the, the look at the, the hot. So, the, the sausage finger The thing. sausage, the hot dog fingers. <laughs> She's like. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. But so. Just, it shows yeah. different versions of yourselves. And it shows the multiverse in a really cool way. Yeah, because you of course there would be like a, a universe with people with hot dog fingers. Because it, it could happen. Yeah. If it can happen, it is happening. Or it, yeah. Yeah, the, and this movie is full of yeah sausage fingers, dildo fights, and um, cool rocks. So oh yeah, the like rock scene. Yeah. The rock scene is very touching and like um the, you got to read. Oh no, you got to. Oh yeah, no, yeah. So, but yeah, it's it, it's like it's it's two different. It's it's really hard. To break this movie, there's so much happening in it. There's there's the story it's everything about, everywhere all at once. Literally, there's so much happening, and there's so there's the story about mother and daughter, yeah. um, husband and wife, and uh, which we'll get into the mother daughter thing. But yeah. um, and then there's two philosophies on like living, or like you know like depression oh. and like apathy yeah. versus um, opt- optimism and hopefulness, and they were able to incorporate all of it mm-hmm. into one fucking in one scene basically just breaking down and so like the the daughter is um i yeah, forgot yeah. her like what the, her like name is don't look it up it's fine um they call her something no. like some like japanese like her daughter name joy yeah joy but like they call her like joy. like evil villain name or something Jobu like that Tupaki. yeah jobu Tupaki. um She's like the master of the multiverse, so she can travel between all the different multiverses. And and she's bagel. She's what she's what the the title's referring to. Everything, everywhere, all at once, because she's experiencing that all at once. Mm-hmm. And so she's just kind of like where she's like, I've experienced everything. Nothing matters. I'm apathetic to everything. And then you know, uh, Evelyn kind of naively doesn't know doesn't know what what's up. And she eventually does later on, but um, I just love it. where she her her goal now is to one reconcile with her daughter, and then also explain the optimism of like what living is meant for. This movie will cure your depression, like Honestly. it's it's definitely meant in that sense. Yeah, if this movie doesn't yeah. win anything next year, 
it's yeah. I don't. There, I don't know what the Academy's thinking if they don't nominate this or give or, it anything. You know, seriously, like this movie is my favorite of the year so far. Hands yeah. down, my favorite of the year so far, and my favorite scene though, the butt plug scene. <laughs> Oh, where he like falls on it, dude. Yeah. He like jumps. He's like, Argh. yeah. <laughs> but that's it gives him another power too. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's he's fighting. He's fighting just with it up his ass the entire time. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I wanted to watch this movie again before we talked about it. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to, but like, goddamn. Yeah. And if if you guys haven't seen this movie, you have no idea what we're talking about. Like that can tell you the the range of like things that happen in this movie, but they still all work in tandem together. It's genuinely like I think it's an anomaly of a movie. We're never going to see anything like it again. I don't no, think. Hundred percent, no. And if we do, that it would be an actual miracle. But like, damn, dude, this is like um, the Daniels killed it. They yeah they killed it and like the one the one downside and it's not even really a downside is that um they they kind of over deliver on the whole everything everywhere all at once there's so much in this movie it's so dense that you have to pay attention to it go back again you have yeah so it's like it's begging you to go watch it again and like if you so if you're looking for like a fun time kind of like. Like, you know, just put it on the background. This is not that type of movie. If you enjoy diving deep into movies like we do, I guess. Yeah. Um, this is the movie for you. There's so much involved in it and just. Yeah, it will reward you yeah. on second viewing. And um, third and fourth. Yeah. So it's 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 definitely like, yeah, yeah. It, it is one of the best of the year. It might be the best of the year. We'll have to see for the second Straight half. Straight up the best of the year. Yeah. I don't care what else comes out the rest of this year. I think this one's going to stay there. I don't think it's moving. It's re- it's really fucking good. There's not much I'm really excited for the rest of this year. I don't I don't. Well, I'm excited for Halloween Ends, but that's just because my fanboy is but speaking to me. Let's let's get into that in just a second. What do you give this movie? I give it a 98. 98. 98. It's one of the best. Is this I, like one of your best favorites of all time? Then at this point, I don't know. I think it's, it's a 98, man. Like, hmm. <laughs> I guess you're so um, critically wise. Critic wise, 98. Okay, maybe like 90. With like how I like where I rank it with my favorites, I think it's really well done. Um, I'm not really the type of person to like always want to deep dive, even though I do occasionally do that every once in a while. But like, okay, most most of the time. But this isn't one of like I I would have to definitely be in the mood to watch this one. So you mean depressed? Yeah, maybe. Curious depression. <laughs> curious depression movie. Yeah, it is very much curious depression. Yeah. It, it, it's very emotional, and yeah, so it it definitely has a message. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's really good. It's the, so good. The way I rank movies is I combine it as my favorite and critically. I don't. Yo, you mix the, the scores. I, together. I mix them and I kind of like go in the middle of both of those. And yeah. this one is a ninety three for me. Yeah, it's. Critically, I think this was like straight, like ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine hundred. It's way up there. Man. Yeah, it's it's almost perfect. It's yeah, it's it's probably as perfect as as movie can be. I think it's one of the best movies in years. Yeah, it's one of the best ones in the last. Mm-hmm. It, probably at least since the pandemic started. Yeah, the last time I remember being this thrilled in a theater was probably en- or uh, Infinity War. You know, with well, like Endgame. Endgame. Endgame would just because of fan service. I was. I was jumping out of my seat. I'm like, oh my God, I finally saw what I wanted to see. This one, this one gave me something I didn't know that I wanted to see, and I was still excited to watch it. So, yeah. And not very, it didn't really have a promotional image to it either. Like, it didn't promote itself. I don't know how you sell this movie. And it 
It's sold, man. It, it, based on pure word of mouth. I remember, like, I was not excited to go into this movie. It's rare nowadays. Everyone was saying, you need to see this movie. It's the best movie of the year. I, think I convinced you to see it, because I think I saw it first. Yeah, you convinced me to see it, because I'm thinking, okay, I'll maybe watch it on when it comes out on, like, you know, HBO or some shit like that, or on Blu-ray. I'll maybe buy it. But no, I you need to see this movie, or you needed to see this movie in theaters. Um, I've... I rec- definitely recommend buying it um, on Blu-ray. Hey, you convinced me from Africa. I convinced you for everything yeah. all at once. I mean, like, our These, hell, hey. yeah. All right, and the last thing I want to do here is um, our five best movies of the year, starting at number five. Um, so do you? Oh, I didn't do research on that. Fuck. Oh, you didn't do your top five? No, I didn't. Okay, well, you can think about it. and I'll do mine first. So now that Danny has had a chance to figure out his top I, five, I figured it out. Okay, you go first though. Uh. We'll, we'll both do our fives, our fours, our threes, two. Okay. We'll do that way. So my number five, Thor, Love, and Thunder, baby. After two viewings, it sits at number five. And I just I just love this movie, man. Yeah. It's just a fun movie. And out of all the movies that have come out this year, definitely it, it deserves to be in my top five, I think. Okay. I do – I I want to – I think you should add an asterisk. You, this is the last movie you saw in theaters as of recording this. So I just want to let you know. So like, Yes, that is an but, asterisk. Okay. So as long as you, yeah, but it's it's I think it's still gonna stay up for the first time because I don't for me I always rank movies I've just seen higher like recency bias. But to be fair, I did do this before I saw the movie. Oh uh, okay, so it was still gonna be number five and it stays there. So okay, um, so my number five, if I'm doing this right, okay, one, two, three, four. Five. Okay, my number my number five is The Northman. Ooh. I. I don't know. I'm I'm genuinely surprised that I actually like got like, got into this movie because uh, anyone who knows me, I hate Robert Eggers. <laughs> I do not like his movies. I haven't. I saw The Witch. I haven't seen The Lighthouse. But I I hated The Witch. I haven't seen The Witch, and I've seen The Lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. So, but The Northman, um, as we talked about in our Lion King podcast, uh, briefly, briefly, it's it's Hamlet, but amped up to 11 with like the gore factor the gr- the grittiness and it's really yeah it's just a really well done movie and um anyone who follows me on letterbox if you guys know my rating i rank or i rate the movie how i think it is like critic wise and then i leave a heart if i'm gonna watch it again or not and um i didn't heart this one but i still think it has very much uh critically is very well done yeah. So I, I appreciated for the time for what I saw. It is a very like like we were saying with um everything everywhere all at once. It's a very dense movie, so you'd have to I'd have to be in the mood to watch it, and then it's a really kind of rare thing for me to rewatch this movie in particular. But yeah, and that's why my number four is another fun movie like Thor: Love and Thunder. Unbearable weight of massive talent is my number four for this okay. year. I as I told you, I, I love this movie. I saw it twice in theaters. I'm probably going to watch it again after you give it back to me eventually. <laughs> um, so it's, again, just a fun movie. Yeah. I think we should watch it with Chris when we see him next. Um, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll be there. watch out we'll the cabin or something. That'd be a good cabin. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's your number four? My number four uh, is something we actually haven't talked about. I've never, I haven't mentioned it yet. Um, Elvis. I just saw it. Um, so that's the most recent movie you've month- seen. Well, Thor: Love and Thunder is technically oh, shit, right. Yeah, it, <laughs> but yeah, Elvis is is a recent one. I should asterisk that. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm a, I'm a very much a sucker for a biopic, you know. And I know it tells basically the same story, 
uh, you know, bad manager, overworked. Um, drugs actually doesn't play a big role in this one. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of money, financial manipulation, but Tom Hanks, I hate Tom Hanks when he did a great job. Um, See, that's not what I've heard. I've heard. This oh, you really? Not one of his good roles. Oh, I thought he was. You know, he, I thought he played a pretty, pretty well. He played it believable. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I he maybe it's the fat suit, but he really melted into the role. Good. So okay, I, didn't, I didn't see Tom Hanks on screen. You know, I saw. Okay. Whatever the fuck his name is, the okay. the Colonel, I think is what they call him. But um, Austin Butler, everyone's memeing about him. You know, still oh, method acting, becoming Elvis, but he's not being a douchebag about it. He genuinely got into the performance, and like it shows through. I thought I was watching Elvis the entire time. <laughs> like he, he's he, an up and comer. He fucking sell and like to think this guy comes from Disney Channel. That's insane. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I I genuinely have high hopes for his career later on. He fucking nailed it. Um, the storytelling, Baz Luhrmann, the way he directs this movie is very stylish, and I know some people don't like that about him. Um, but like the way that they they edit this, and the way that they kind of, at least in the beginning, they they take a little bit to get to like the reveal of Elvis himself because he's like so mystical and like. But you really you really see you see like care was brought into the telling the story of Elvis. Like um, they don't mention how exactly he died because that's another funny, I, I guess funny way to die where he died on the toilet. He yeah. was backed up with constipation for like four years or something worth of food and shit like that. It was something crazy or four months of, he, he didn't take a shit in like four months and that's how he died, which is unfortunate. Um, a little embarrassing. Um, but I'm glad that they delicately sidestepped that because that kind of ruins like the message of the movie. Yeah. So what is the message of the movie? Uh, it's be, be who you are, of course. And, uh, watch out for fucking music managers. <laughs> They're every, don't trust that. Don't trust anyone. Don't trust anyone. Yeah. Well, maybe not anyone. Like, but like it's, it's celebrating Elvis as for what he gave to everybody. And that's what I think. Like maybe the thing you do a Michael Jackson movie, they're going to do something similar in that sense. Like, like the gift of like his music and like what he stood for and everything. Cause he was like really in the movie, they really harp on like his civil rights, um, stuff. And you know, so I, I really like the movie. It's really good. Not a fan of the way you said Michael Jackson there, but okay. Um, <laughs> King of Pop. Just saying. Don't watch Finding Neverland. Um, oh well, yeah. Anyway, forgot about that one. Don't watch it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so my number three. Another one we talked about already. Top Gun Maverick. That really? Is, yes. Ooh. Okay. That made my top five. Uh, it just because of the practical effects and. Pretty basic story, but the way they came together as a team, the way it was directed, and just all the things this movie had to go through to actually get made just is kind of made it for me. And Miles Teller killed it. Um, yeah. Tom Cruise, okay. Um, but I, I did like him in this movie. One of the few rare in, in far between movies I like Tom Cruise in. So I'll take it. Yeah. What's your number three? My number three is the Batman. Okay, um, it's super long, um, but I think it's one of the best Batman movies that's ever been made. Uh, I like that it's a different, a little bit of a different take on Batman: The Dark Knight. Like he's year two, so he knows. So it's not like we have to watch an origin story, but we still see a, like the 
best elements of an origin story where he's still kind of learning and stuff. And this is more or less an origin story for Bruce Wayne instead of Batman, which I thought was a nice twist on it. Um, we finally get to see the Riddler. Uh, a little blurred the lines between Joker and the Riddler there, but I always thought they were kind of similar characters anyway. And um, yeah, I liked. Um, I said I said a criticism in the actual podcast that we did that like what's what about this rich boy who knows karate and dresses as a bat makes him as makes him a great detective, but taking the leap of um, like that that is what. Uh, Batman is. I like that they went down the detective route finally that we haven't yeah, seen. We haven't seen it at all, except so. for in video games. That's the only time we've seen it. Yeah. And it's cool to see it brought to life. Yeah, fi- yeah, finally, you know? Yeah, so it's it's my number three. So it's it's a really it's a really good movie. Yeah. My number two is the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically. Um yeah, all the stuff you just said for sure. Battinson killed it. Uh he if we got a second movie and it's just as good, he might be the best Batman we've gotten. Yeah. If the second movie follows up just as well. I don't. I honestly don't hold. He could overtake Christian Bale for me. I don't even know who the best Batman is right now. Yeah. I don't hold that. Like no actor's really blown me away the way that Robert Pattinson has as the portrayal <laughs> of it. Yeah, like there's goofy shit about Christian Bale. I guess he's the kind of best one by default because no one else really like. Ben Affleck was good, but... He looked the part. He just didn't act the part, I didn't think. Well, he wasn't Bruce Wayne. I think it was mostly because of the writing. Joss Whedon really fucked it up, and then Zack Snyder, I don't think really... I think he just gets the darkness of Batman. He doesn't know much else after that. So, yeah. Whatever. Uh, that It's my number two, just because of... The way it, it's just so good. It might, it's not the best Batman movie, but it's the best one we've gotten in a long time since The Dark Knight. Yeah. So. Well, you went and saw it four times, three times, three or four. Yeah, I think it was three. It was in a span of like a weekend, though, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So you went and see a, saw a three hour movie three times. That's yeah. nine hours out of your weekend. Like you walk, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I, ha- I haven't seen it since though, because I haven't needed to. Uh, I watched it on HBO Max. I haven't yet. And I have it on 4K right now. So. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your number two? Number two, Top Gun Maverick. We already kind of harped on it this entire podcast, but really well done movie. Uh, great action movie, and all the stunts were done practically, and I like that in a movie. My number one. We've also harped on it for the end of the podcast. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, that's mine too. So I think we can both agree it is the number one movie. It is the, the number one so movie. Yeah, so far. Definitely. So far, and we got July through December for the next one, so... Look out in January for our roundup of the second half of 2022. And, yeah, this is also our season finale, so we will be back eventually. Maybe next week, maybe not. <laughs> we may or may not be back. We may with, have some bonus episodes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it may be magical. We'll leave it at that. Um, so with that, we are Seen It Before. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle at Seen It Beforecast. That's S-C-E-N-E, It Beforecast. And on Twitter with the handle SIB underscore pod. I'm Dan. I'm Danny. You can find me on Instagram at Danny underscore Wass, my letterbox at DJ Wass, or my YouTube channel, which is just Danny Wass. And, um, oh, our YouTube channel. What? Oh, our YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, follow our YouTube channel. Uh, <laughs> we're watching this right now, right now on YouTube or listening on yeah, Anchor and Spotify. And listening to us ramble about movies and or debate stuff, uh, we're going to try and do a yeah. A few more cool things with Duel of the Debates in the upcoming episodes. Um, might involve the, a 
spinoff of the game, Super Fight. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, we're but. working on developing it. We, like as of right recording this, we don't really have like the mechanics really filled out yet. But I, think I do. Oh, you do? Okay, cool. I think so. <laughs> I'm looking at him for I how this is going to go. I'll, I'll be directing. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, so. yeah, we're doing a lot of fun stuff. And we just want to say thank you to everyone who's supporting us. Subscribe to us. Like our videos. Comment. It really gives us. It gives me serotonin just reading all the comments and all the love and stuff and some of the hate, but it's fine. Uh, he likes the hate. I like the hate. It's fine, you know. But yeah, um, we really appreciate any any interaction, any traction that we can get. It's 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 great. Thank you everyone for supporting us. So yeah, and it's been an honor as usual, and uh, we'll see you on season five. Ah!